Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Welcome back to Maybe It's Spiritual. Uh, tonight we're doing doing a special one, a topical topical conversation. Uh, from time to time, we're going to be doing um, episodes where we, we talk about different um, paranormal things that have happened. Um, might be like a video, a podcast, or like a story we heard. We're going to um, dive deep into those. Tonight we are talking about um, Pennhurst State School which is one of the most haunted locations in our nation. Um, it was an asylum, and uh, we reached, recently watched a video from um, YouTubers Yes Theory. Uh, they did a tour of it, and um, we're just going to talk a little bit about like the background of the place and hear some spooky stories about that. And then we're also going to talk about the Cecil Hotel and Elisa Lamb. It's kind of a hot topic issue now they just released a documentary on netflix which is super good you should check it out it's a four-parter um yeah so we're gonna kind of dive deep into those just because we found them interesting and we don't have a guest just kidding we just want to do cool stuff so i've got matt sitting here and uh mike which you've heard before and aaron so here we go we're gonna start this thing matt let's lead us in all right, so Yes Theory is a popular um, YouTube channel, and these guys, they, they always just try to get out of their comfort zone. And, and these guys, <clears throat> they don't, they're not spiritual guys. Like, they don't, they don't believe in that stuff for the most part, but they're like, we want to, like, test ourselves to see if the stuff is real. And so they got permission to spend the night in, Penhurst State School and we think maybe it was what Shutter the place Shutter Island was based off of did we ever confirm that we didn't confirm that so we don't know but it's creepy it's and creepy. it is an asylum it is an asylum and they did it's, it was started uh, either the early 1900s or maybe earlier than that and they would do like these on. They would basically try to get people who had uh, mental illnesses out of society, and because they thought they were like a nuisance to society, and so they would try to get them out. And it turned out they were really abusing these people, and they were doing a bunch of terrible things to these kids. And in 1968, someone did a expose on 
Pennhurst State School, and they they basically just blew the top off the place. And by 1977, it was closed down. 1987. <clears throat> 1987? Yeah. On the video, they said 77, but I read it was 87. So okay. it took 20 more years after the expose. Jeez. So like 20 more years of that like really horrible treatment went on. But through that, they, they got a lot of rights yeah. for people who had mental illnesses, and now there's a lot of really good things that came out of that. Yeah. But apparently that place is a hot zone for paranormal activities and and paranormal um, investigators from all over the world yeah. go to check this place out. Yeah. And so that's what the guys from Yes Theory did, and they did a video. Um, you can just we can either link it in the bottom, or else we can just just just, just YouTube Yes Theory. Yeah. And uh, you'll, you'll find it. It's the cool. first video that pops up too. Okay. Yeah. So it's the most recent one as of this date. <clears throat> so yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Talk about the scary stuff. Just gonna say. Well, I was just gonna say <clears throat> that the. Uh, I think that what they said in the video too was that that the the closing of Pennhurst State School kind of led like a movement like in the nation for them to like shut. And it wasn't, that wasn't the only one that got shut down. There was like yeah, a yeah. lot of different institutions like that like around the country, and it kind of like you know trailblazed like the movement to like shut down those schools that were where they were like keeping those people out of society and like abusing them like it was. In several schools around the country. So. Yeah. So yeah, it was really sad. I I did listen to some of the stories and they were really sad, really 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 sad. Oh, you dived into the sad. I stories? did. I did si- dive into the sad stories and yeah, it made me very sad. And I was just like, it's just, I don't know. So much, so much like 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 pain and torture and like even some death like happened in this place and i mean it's like a huge place it's not just like like one building it's like a it, they said that like they had their own like like security they had their own power plant they like had their own food supply at some point they had like a train that went in there so like this place was like 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 a little city you know so it was and they said at one point there were 700 people in there 700 people no actually oh at one point they were 900 people over capacity oh 900 people over capacity so it seems okay so it seems like there's like a lot of like mixed information about this place yeah you know what i mean because like the sources about it like say all these different things because we both like we all have these different facts but like the fact of the matter is like some really awful things went down there and because of it now it's like like a huge haunted like attraction they even have like uh they even like turned it into like a haunted house for Halloween, which I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Well, what I heard is that that they're trying to make it into like a museum, you know, to to talk kind of like you know like uh, in DC they have like the Holocaust Museum, yeah, to talk about the atrocities that yeah. happened. Uh, they're they're trying to do that, but to raise money for that, they are um, using it as a paranormal site for. For raising money, yeah, you know, and and so they charge people, and they they dress up weird, they dress up like as orderlies, you know, just kind of set the scene, yeah, and um, yeah, they have these weird these weird tours, and the people that that work there, there's some like horror stories from those people, 
oh, yeah. that we that we kind of heard about when we were researching the topic. Yeah. So was there a story that like stuck out to you guys? Because I I watched the S three video, but did you guys like? Like you said, you you heard some like the the sad stories about what happened there, um, and you you know some specifics too, Matt. But was there any like story that you were like, oh man, we should talk about this, or like that was just like kind of enthralling to you? Oh man, yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, I mean the main the main one. What's her name? Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. The main one was. Um, this is more. Of, this is less sad and more of just paranormal. This, yeah. The paranormal oh, yeah. one stuck any, out to me. Any story? The yeah. Tam- uh, Tamara Lawrence. Lawrence. This poor thing. <laughs> so she like like poses as one of the orderlies and like like stays there every night. And they they do these tours. They have these things. And she has a coworker, James. And um, like the first thing she hears, I think it's like the first night because they like break it down in like. Like kind of like a journal of like night by night. So the first night, well, she wrote a book called "Ghosts of the Mayflower" about her experience yeah. working there. So yeah, that was that was one thing. So the Mayflower Building was definitely the spookiest one, and like that's where like all the crap happened. And like, do you remember in the video they kept referencing the third floor, the third floor, yeah. the third floor? That's yeah. what is this building. Okay. So the Mayflower Building. Um, so the first night she's there, she hears you know like footsteps, like a little girl like laughing. You know, and she's telling her coworker, oh, you know, like, what's going on? And he's just like, yeah, you know, that, that's just kind of like part of it. You know, like this, this happens. And like, and then like, so she's creeped out and this coworker just kind of like doesn't really care, which I think is important to the story because later on he does care. <laughs> and then, um, so there was the second, so that was like the little girl. And I think in, in another podcast. The little girl was saying, mommy? Mommy. Yeah. Mommy. And she could hear, and it was like an audible voice. It wasn't even like something faint. Like she could like directly hear it you know like but she went and searched like yeah where is this person and this and it's just like how scary is that you know that and like if you guys look up this place it just it looks like it looks like a nightmare it was horrifying it's so horrifying like if there are just no ghosts aside i'd be like there's something horrible in here yeah because it just looks so dilapidated and it's just like enormous and there's just like beds and toys and like just like that's <laughs> when i like started feeling really creeped out yeah like my, my, my stomach was like turning as soon as i started seeing all that stuff in there i'm yes. like oh my gosh dude like ah yeah <laughs> but, like people stayed there like yeah. kids it wasn't even like adults it was like kids yeah and some of them were i think that's what stuck out to me one of the to go back to that for a second is like that they said that there were some of them who were like fully functional enough that they like knew what was going on so they it wasn't just like completely like um handicapped people that didn't you know like maybe didn't really know what was going yeah. on but like some people were like they knew what was going on you know and that people like, with like autism or something probably something i don't know they like didn't that. really they didn't really high functioning like, people yeah yeah high functioning and like that would have been at a time when like if you had like some sort of mental issue you know a handicap they would they wanted you away from society which is so sad you know now we live in a society where like you know like people bring you know they're like disabled family members like everywhere and yeah. like you know it's like yeah you're you're human you don't deserve to be like right. talked away absolutely but anyway yeah so t- um you should tell matt i want you to tell the the um the little boy story because that one creeps me out of howie howie so like the second day that this this girl um tamara is working there 
<clears throat> this little this little boy or her coworker James is going around and he I think he like likes the supernatural and the paranormal but he's like very like he thinks that things are whatever yeah. fine it's it's like a game it's like a game to him so he's like going around saying howie come out to play oh howie so come out to play and apparently like like if howie wants to play with you like a ball will like roll towards you and people have experienced that but they say like he, like he's a friendly ghost but then like but if you steal his toys then he gets mad whatever that means the so, hair pulling yeah he'll like pull people's hair and like he really likes pulling long hair so like people who visit like they literally say they have to like tuck their hair like in their like hoods so that how he won't pull their hair Ugh. which is weird so the one that does the back scratching too like the like bleeding from the back i don't know i don't, I don't know what I, they talked about that like when they were in there like you know the bites yeah, bite? yeah, the bite, yeah, biting, biting like your shoulder or something like that. Ugh. Yeah, like like people have like blood. Yeah, I think so because you steal his like toys. Yeah, right he there. was. Yeah, they're like, don't take his toys. You know? Yeah, that's so messed up. So then on like the third day, um, they they hear all these weird noises from the third floor and a bunch of kids' footsteps and like furniture being dragged. Yeah, and there's literally nobody up there. Right, but they're hearing all this stuff, and um, so James. Um, the next day after all that, day four, James goes up to the third floor with another employee who agreed to do it. And um, he comes down. And this is the this is the guy who was, like, real, like, playful. Like, Howie, come out and play, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he's, like, super jazzed about it. And he's like, I swear, I heard some, I felt someone, like, tugging on my hair and stuff like that. And and he's, like, he's, like, really playful about it. Whereas tomorrow's, like, not super, like, stoked about what's happening. And then... On day four, after he goes up to investigate, he comes down and he's like not, he's not cool with what happened. He's not okay. And he's not like bragging about it. Like, oh, like, guess what happened to me today? Because he was like that annoying guy that just always talked and everyone's kind of like, okay, whatever. But like, he barely said anything at the end of day four. And Tamara like took him aside and she's like, so it was like a cool experience up there. And he's like, he's like, no. He's like, I got stabbed with a needle yeah apparently like one of the most like so there's like a few popular ghosts that they see in this place one is howie the boy one is like a really mean nurse that most people see yeah and one is a i wrote down all of them one is the tall shadow guy one is this this uh little girl yeah. And then Mary, right? Didn't they call her Mary and something else? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh yeah. And another one they refer to her as Mary. And then the last one like they the one so of the four ghosts that people see often, they call Fisher and he's a big black shadow man. And he's he not only is he black, but he's so dark, he's darker than black. Yeah. Which we've heard. Yeah, he's a shadow person. Yeah. And um so tomorrow goes up there. It's like day seven, right? Is that what it is? Day seven, where she goes up there to check out, like the third floor, you know, like the like notorious third floor. And as she's up there, that's day six. Oh, that's day six. So she's up there with a flashlight, looking around, and she, like, kind of, she backs into somebody, and she 
like felt she's like I felt like I backed into somebody like it was like a solid huge person when she turns around there's nothing and then um so some so there's like so like the whole time this is happening they're not just like there by themselves there's like tours going on throughout you know what I mean and so they probably like they're like staying in certain rooms and doing certain things but then like they go and check on the other orderlies. They call them orderlies. And so they go and check on them. But they're, like, obviously players in this, like, thing. And they go to check on them. She goes to check on someone, like, another group or something. And, like, like one of the people from the group were, like, like they, like, freaked out because they, like, took a picture. And, like, somebody captured it. And I tried to find this picture because I, I feel like someone should have put this online. I tried to, too. And I could, not find, I could not find any of those pictures. And they okay. said that all people were taking pictures with, like, Whatever they had at that time, I don't know. I didn't really catch the year either when this was happening. It was uh, when Tamara was there. Yeah, Tamara. That was in 2011. 2011. So people had cell phones, so that she they somebody took a photo, and they and they saw it. They saw the shadow, the shadow dude, and he had like, like a like, but they said that like he had like a gaunt face, and just like solid black like holes for eyes. And just like frightening, and the, and the people were like they like ran out, <laughs> so like Jeez. yeah, so they could they could take pictures of the stuff. So, needless to say, Tamara got out of there, and wrote yeah. a cool book about it. So if you want to know more about that, yeah, check out the Yes Theory video, but also check out um, the book um, "Ghosts of the Mayflower," or one of the podcasts uh, reference the website Weird. NJ, I'm guessing New Jersey. Yeah. WeirdNJ.com. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that place. So, okay. So, we always ask the maybe it's spiritual question. Like, do you have any theories on what's been going on? I mean, is it pretty obvious what's going on? What do you guys think? Well, I think a lot of these things obviously happen in places where people are, like, tormented and know it was a place where a lot of <clears throat> I mean what today I mean everything that was going on there would be considered like very illegal and you know not 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 cool and against people's rights so I mean I think and that's I think a pretty common theme with a lot of these types of places is where, where there's a lot of like pain or you know people hurting um that seems and then obviously like they just shut this place down it's just been sitting and it sounds like a lot of like the same like stuff and I think in the video the yesterday video I don't know if it was from like the haunted house or what but there was like a bunch of toys did you guys see that like the dolls that That room that was creepy that was pretty creepy there was like a like a pile of dolls in one of the videos that they had and it was just like they're like we're not touching that (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know if that was like from something else but it was really creepy so i mean you got a lot of that stuff just hanging around so it seems like that a lot of i don't know like those whatever that whatever was happening there is just you know stayed there some or something i think a lot of it just has to do with like lingering you know a lot of it i feel like in general with with the spirits that we like or you know whatever word you want to use for it but like um I guess, for lack of a better term, it, like the spirits people see, and and uh, especially like the the haunted stories you hear about, like certain places, whether it's like a 
a park that people like like you like with your story raft oh yeah about the park or like um apartment uh, buildings apartment buildings things like that that are, that are like kind of just left behind shared and, spaces yeah where multiple people have like yeah been through i mean which i mean where in this world have we not all been through right yeah but but it's like the whole yeah the torment like you're talking about aaron like the torment and um the unjust going on at that place and like you can kind of feel that like when you're watching the the yesterday video it's like oh yeah you can like feel the the angst like even oh, just yeah. watching it you're like oh my gosh i can just feel it like there's it's so heavy even watching it i don't know how you could even go in that place oh my gosh again it's just huge like these places and it are looks horrible it just looked like you're saying it just even if there was nothing else there every room that they enter looks absolutely yeah. mortifying to me <laughs> and i think horrifying. i think there's like a connection too between i mean you guys have talked before about it before on the podcast like between like mental health and like the spiritual realm That's, there's yeah. a very like yeah. it seems like i mean i've had some experiences and i'm not going to go into a lot of the detail with with people in my life that have been on kind of the edge of like their mental health and there is very something like very spiritual about it and like really like it, it gives you the almost like the same kind of feeling as like watching like a horror film where you're like yeah like this is something is like not normal with this situation and so i think the combination of like the in, like the injustice that's going on and the fact that it was like tied with mental health which i think is linked to like this like the spiritual realm like yeah. i think that kind of like triad or whatever like probably makes that like i don't know yeah a, a hotbed for that type of stuff i don't know if that makes any yeah. sense. no it makes sense <laughs> makes it makes like such a huge impression that like it's like a beacon like stuff's just like drawn to it yeah yeah i don't i was trying to think when i was driving i was listening to some of these podcasts when i was doing some in my job, I, I have some tasks that are just like basically data entry so I can listen to podcasts and stuff. And so I was driving home from work and I was thinking about about this stuff. And I'm like, what do I even believe like personally? Yeah. I'm like, do I believe that this stuff exists? Like, do I believe that there's ghosts like of kids playing games with people that are just like... Yeah. And like, you know, they... they su- People, I've, I watched several videos where people have visited haunted places in the middle of the night, specifically 3 a.m. And and people say they hear stuff being dragged, you know, like in one vis- video I, I heard someone saying they heard like a, a shovel, like a spade being dragged or like a um, fire um, extinguisher being dragged, stuff oh. like that. And then they later, like these guys, you know, on this one video I saw, they they thought thought it was a shovel, and then they got to the place where they heard the noise, and it was a fire extinguisher that was like left in the middle, and they like practiced it and like dragged it, and it was the same noise. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I even believe about that? I'm like, do I even believe that's real? You know? Yeah. You know, and it's just like a like a vibe check. Like I'm like, do I actually believe it? You know? (laughs) Check. And. And, and then I started thinking about it and like in my house where I live and I have not experienced like hardly anything supernatural in my house, but one night out, my wife and my kids were all in bed 
and I'm I'm sitting there on my TV flipping through YouTube videos to try to find something to watch, and I hear boom, 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 like footsteps, like really heavy footed footsteps, like someone who's like really heavy or they're wearing like big boots or something like that walk in my den, which is like a room away. And so I like get up and like, <clears throat> I'll say for anybody listening, like I was not intoxicated. I wasn't even under the influence. I wasn't drinking anything at that point. And I went over to the, to the other room. There's nobody there. And so you could say, well, maybe that's just one time, you know, but like to me, when you experience like, that's very real. Like I know yeah. what my, the noises in my house sound like, and it didn't, nothing ever sounds like that. It's very distinct. And then this last summer when I was furloughed from work and my wife, who was a teacher, was off work, our kids were at daycare and we were doing a, like a home workout in the basement and we heard the same noise, just the stomping steps at our front entrance. And I heard it, but you know, we have like music going, like music going on, not like at a really high level, but we have music going on, um, all the normal noises you hear in a basement, like water running through pipes and stuff like that. And then, you know, I hear these, these really heavy footed footsteps again, but like in the entryway of our house. And I wasn't going to say anything because, you know, my wife gets freaked out with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And she, but she heard it too. And she goes, did you hear that? Someone's walking in our entryway. And I'm like, yeah, I heard that too. And she's like, go check and i i went up there and i was like yeah there's no one up there and she's like we got to get out of here i'm like no you know because i'm just like a big person i'm like we're not going to be afraid of this yeah we're not we're not going to let this fear live in our house we're not going to like it's not what we're going to do you know we're christians i believe that you know the bible says that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world so like any other evil presence or spirit like i believe that jesus is higher than any of that stuff so i'm like we are not going to fear but i still gotta say that shit's real man you know like i i experienced it (laughs) i experienced it and so like when i hear people say well i heard these child's footsteps and i heard all this stuff i'm like i can't say that it's not i can't say it's not real yeah because i've experienced it so who am i to say well i don't believe them well i think when you have like friends like you or like I mean, we all know like people who like have experienced things and right. like they're not like non-credible people like so that gives it like validity right there yeah like, just it's like <clears throat> i know that you know i've done rap since i was like in seventh grade like like i know babies you know, i've known you for a long time matt so i like i trust you guys and so i think that gives it validity for like for me and you experienced it at Raph's house, like the footsteps and stuff like that, which you've talked about, I think, the, in another podcast. The door slamming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. That's... There's <laughs> a full-on somebody just came home from work situation. You know? Uh, yeah, that's weird. So, and it was every step up the stairs. So it's like, it wasn't just a couple stomps here and there. It was a full step, all the steps up the stairs, yeah. and then walking across to your bedroom. Yeah. You know, and that's something. Okay, that house, and I don't know if it's like a house noise or what, but when you're downstairs, you hear stuff walking upstairs all the time. I never did. Dude. I, I do lived there for a long time. We all do, and like I think we've just come to like like not notice it. 
And I don't know if it's like, like you know, like all houses have noises. But then like Matt was saying, you notice when it's something that doesn't feel familiar. Yeah. And that always happens in our house. I always hear people walking around upstairs. I have no idea why. I've always had that. Hmm. Yeah. And you've lived there for a long... I mean, you I lived, had, well, that was my grandmother's yeah, house. Yeah, you lived there forever. I built it, right? Yeah, that was, it was like, the, well, it was like the model home for our, that neighborhood. That was, the, that was the home? That was the model that home. Was, that's why every house looks like that? Yeah. All bylevels? Yeah. All that's like, so funny. Weird bylevels? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a weird, it's a weird house. Honestly. I like that house. Yeah. I'm a no, fan of it. It's grown on me since I've been there forever. But yeah, but, uh, like you're saying though, Aaron, like that that right there and Matt, like that does give it validity and it does, it, like that's why even watching, and I'm I'm not, and I've talked about this before, like being on the podcast, like Patty and I are both just like, yo, I don't really want to know, I want to know. or dive yeah. deeper into the stuff, like we don't like scary stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And, um. Yeah, here you are. Yeah, here you yeah, are. Yeah, and Champs. right, and so is he, you know. But <laughs> it's well, a labor of love. Patty but it's said. also something, and it's like Patty's doing it for different reasons. Um, love. He's doing it for extra credit at his <laughs> middle school that he goes to. Yeah. Um, child, child labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just interject real quick? Why are ghosts always like kids? Not always. Victorian. Not always. I'm just yeah, Victoria. Yeah, did you see you that? You don't really hear about <laughs> that, that meme. That? It's yeah, either kids that. or like. Old horrifying, yeah, folk. Yeah, why is it like? Is it because like kids are? It's, it's not always kids. No, but it's like you hear so many stories, and it's usually like, oh, I saw this little girl and like the white, the little girl in the white dress, like the freaking like yeah. the ring girl myth of ghosts, like you know, yeah, <laughs> like, the old the old hag or well, yeah, just there's just always like kids. Like, is that because like they're like an innocent thing, and so like whatever it is, like are they like yeah. like a kid? Are they the real like kid, or is it like something? Per- See, like I personally think that like some of the stuff is just just evil impersonating something because like why does it come to you in those? You know, like why, do why you, is that why do you form? See certain, yeah, and I think that I think that's super interesting too. I think that has there there has to be something with that. Like, why do you see a certain form of something all the time, and everyone sees that same form? It's like is that maybe is that a certain demon that you're seeing or like, or what is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Like my, why? Well, my daughter, Devin, which I should get her on here sometime because she's got, she's got stories for days. But like, she said that she would see like when she, she lived with like her other grandmother for a while, she would see this little girl with red hair, this little girl with red hair, like walking when like walking around and she would always see her and she said i always saw this one little girl with red hair hmm. which like ironically enough my mother had red hair hmm. so i don't know and i've just heard people just a lot of times it's like a little kid like a kid ghost yeah but you know, that like I mean, that, that one sure a million ghosts, but. but that that one woman who like you saw like in that vision that you talked about in the last episode. Oh yeah. Shout out to that at last episode. Go check that one out if you're interested in this story. Yeah. But you saw like this woman who was like, and she wasn't old at least when I, cause I saw the same. It wasn't a, and it wasn't a ghost. Like I know that was something else that was like, Oh, so you're saying ghosts. I'm saying when people see ghosts specifically ghosts, you're know, like what people call ghosts, you know? Cause a lot of times they are like a representation of, you know, somebody hmm. or something. And like a lot of times people will go back and do like a research and find out, oh yeah, somebody by that name did live here or something like that was here. 
But like, I don't, I just don't personally think it's the person, you know? And then there's some people who think it is like, it's like a, like their energy stuck in a time loop doing the same things over remnant and over again. Energy. The remnant energy, which I mean, to me, that seems logical in a weird way. You know, like if you think yeah. about like, you know, quantum physics and like the different like realms. Sorry, I sound like I just got crazy. I'm like, you guys, right? You think about realms too, right? No, no realms. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Dimensions. About... We'll say dimensions. Like, I, I don't know what it is. That's one thing that I was so like annoyed about. Like as I was thinking about this, I'm like, yeah. what do I believe? And I'm right. like, I don't know. There's so much yeah. we don't know. Yeah, you yeah. don't know. That's you know? the weird part. It's like you like literally like don't know. This episode's brought to you by Twisted Tea. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> stupid Twisted Teas. Stupid Twisted Tea. Um, Somebody left no, us a I, bunch yeah, of I feel so the same stupid. way, Matt, because I was thinking about that today, too, and I was like, knowing we were going to do this, and it's like, I don't really know what I believe. Like, I know yeah. I've seen certain things. I know my dad, who is very, like, I mean, the guy was, like, an accountant. Like, he's, like, he's not gonna like he's not the kind of person that embellishes like on a story like you know it's like oh and then like he's not like yeah he doesn't have the big fish story like he's very just like fact Factual. stat driven and he has stories and I, I don't know if my sister got into it on her episode rachel lamb's episode but he has got like some crazy stories that like and he's going he's has alzheimer's now but this is from a long time ago about the farm that we lived on and these are not normal stories about like lights turning. Your dad's a straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. Like, and he he has stories of seeing like angels, and he has stories of seeing like a I don't know what you might call like a ghost or whatever, but like yeah. of lights just turning on in our barn, and him going out and like turning them off, coming back in, and then the light would be on in the barn. Like, oh yeah. And he has these stories about like. I mean, he's not the person that, like, you would ever say, like, oh, you're just making it up, or you didn't do that. He's, like, he's like, no, I didn't. Like, you believe him when he yeah. says something. Yeah, for sure. So I've heard him I, tell I've heard him tell that story. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you were, you, yeah. you, like, asked, you asked him to, like, tell that story, and, and there's not one bit of me that questions your dad. Yeah, so it's, I, like, when people, so there's, there's definitely something real about it, and, like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that was. Yeah. But there was, it, in that barn, somebody had killed themselves. And so there was, like, they had hung themselves in the barn, which yeah. he didn't tell us at the time. And so... Which is nice of him. Which, but that's, like, again, going back to, like, there's... It, I feel like that activity seems to, like, happen around those types of yeah. traumatic events or... And, and maybe people are in you know have yeah. some sort of like mental illness or they're going through something that i don't know so i think it's all tied to that let so. me do you have something to say because i'm going to ask a, a weird question i just thought of actually i thought of this earlier i was just going to say that like the what aaron aaron's brought that up twice now like the mental illness um and seeing certain things would be a good segue into the hotel cecil yeah, yeah. but um but we can, you can, we can i just have later. one question you know this is like this is my mind-blowing question. This is my, this is my, what is that? This Brain Buster. The Escher, the Escher painting, the hand drawing, the hand. Where does it start? What's the staircase? You know what I'm talking about? Inception. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know what it's called. Dang it. We need to be more intelligent and know what that's called. <laughs> Doggone it. Dude, I think it's just like a staircase. Thank you. Or, yeah. Thank you, Sean Connery from The Grave. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and he's Jamaican. All right, wrong ghost. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what I was going for. Oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, no. So here's the mind-blowing question real quick to end this little yeah, segment. Do it. So in these places, we've talked about, you know, like all this bad stuff happens. Then after the fact, the you know, like physical real world stuff, bad happens, you know, death, suicides, murder, whatever thing, whatever, whatever bad thing. But and then later on, it creates this paranormal in like these phenomenons. So my question is, does the stuff that happened cause that or was there stuff there? that provoked them to become, to, to push those events into happening. Hmm. Like, is it like the chicken or the egg? It's like something bad happens. Then here comes the, the, the evil. I think it's, or is the evil always there? Just like pushing people, you know? Cause it's like, it just seems to be like in these places, like, it's just like, it's like really bad stuff. I see, I see that side of it. See, so like I can, I can do a question. Though. That's a good question. I can it's, understand like why it's a good segue too why it could be seen that way but at yeah. the same time i feel like it's created i feel like it's just created wherever and yeah. uh wherever those things happen yeah and i think that's like to me that logically just makes the most sense and maybe that's way off and who knows and yeah that's why it's kind of like a it's just a really good question just to like have in the back of your mind maybe like when you're like watching different documentaries yeah. or, or youtube videos whatever right. it is and whatever you're reading but but I, I genuinely think it's created in that place. So you think the evil is created first and then the paranormal happens after? No, I think... Well, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. Or is the paranormal... I don't think it's already there. You don't think it's already there? I don't there. think it is. Okay. But that, I mean, at the same time, that's a really good question. But like... Are there things influenced? Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think it could be influenced. and But I think that's part of the creation of it right then, though. Yeah. Like, it's... In, yeah. Like... Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it's influenced by something, or is that just like a really? I don't know. That's what I was thinking about. Like yeah. I was thinking about that. Because why like, were we thinking about that? Why? why is... I mean, it's like a four... why. It's like whoa. Well, I think I, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> I think because like I think as human beings, like we 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 have a, a pretty short trajectory. Yeah. Like we we're not gonna we don't have the ability to look into the 1600s of like what happened in this place or to like. Like, take for instance, like your house. Like, yeah. well, well, take my parents' house. So we did, we did the episode. Yeah. What's the it called? House. Something on Nightmare in Oakmont. Nightmare, Nightmare in Oakmont. And that that episode, we talked about <clears throat> how like we didn't talk about it, but like you know, previous to us buying the house, um, there was this couple that had bought the house and they went through like crazy fights and like a really massive divorce within like nine months of them owning the house. Okay. So that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. So like did all, did all that chaos that they caused cause some paranormal stuff that we experienced in the house? Yeah. And then before that, what happened then? My ex-girlfriend's family lived there and apparently there's some really traumatic abusive stuff that happened in her family and to her. And so was that, so did they cause the chaos that caused the people's divorce that caused the chaos that happened in our house and during our time? Hmm. Or was it before them? Yeah. 
So where, that do, would, where does it start? Where does it well, start? Right, and I guess that's the like. But if you go back to your question though, like where does it start? Is like, was there something just festering there already, prior to anything, any movement or any yeah. um, anything happening at that place ever? An empty field. Of yeah, just like exactly. Whatever. Or, or it was all it goes created, back to Native Americans. Or was it created by by <laughs> one then. thing that Indian that burial ground? Every time it's always Indian burial ground. You know, like it's as far back as we can go. Indian burial ground. That's, that's why you uh, never build your house on an Indian burial ground. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just like a, that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, no, I mean, it's a really good question. No, I just think of that. You know, like I think, I think a, it is a good segue into it is the hotel. Cecil's yeah. It's like the screw tape letters. You know, if anyone's ever read that book mm-hmm. by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, like James Earl Jones. Um, so you yes, the audio book. James Hetfield. <laughs> the yeah, lead yeah. guitarist from Metallic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but the screw tape letters, it talks about, you know, it gives like the, the introspective of the, you know, Satan and his demons. And like, he's like assigning them to do things. And they're like asking, hey, can I go mess with this person? I've got this idea. I've got this and that. You know, it's like, where does that crap start? Where does the evil start? Is it start in the heart of humans? Are the heart is the heart of human influenced by something else? Where does it start? Hmm. Anyway, I'm question. just gonna say this real quick. Um, I'm just gonna crack a cold one because there's no getting around it. It's in here. What kind of cold? What kind of cold one know, are you it, cracking, Mike? It's a it's a twisted tea. It's a half and half blend. Um, <laughs> so we're we're getting into it, oh, guys. Yeah. We're deep, but we're getting our wiggles out before we get serious. Out. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we're, you know, just always getting the wiggles out. It's fun to wiggle. It is. It is fun to wiggle. I wiggled my way here. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to know. All right, guys, get into it. All right. So, from our last segment, we talked about, you know, mental illness. You know, a whole place full of people with it. Now we switch over to the, the Cecil Hotel and Elisa Lamb, which, sorry, there are some spoiler alerts because those of you who haven't watched the documentary or haven't seen this, it's coming. Um, so yeah, so Cecil Hotel. A cool hotel that was built. I watched like a little bit about the history of it, like, this place was like, 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 decked out to the T. Like they said, if they if they had built it in, the, in our day and age, it would have been twenty million dollars. Everything was just it was like a pristine place. Like it's like a tragic place because it's literally like the Titanic of hotels. Like you know, geared up to be like this like amazing place. Then the Great Depression hits. It becomes like a place where people live that can't. You know, they they've lost their houses. You know, like there's multiple people like. You know, trigger warning, you know, committing suicide. Um, Los in, Angeles, California. In Los Angeles, yeah, sorry. Los Angeles, California, which is now, like, right off of Skid Row. You know, a huge homeless population, drug abuse, you know, um, prostitution, um, all sorts of things. Just, like, unfortunately, it's become, like, a really bad place. And so our story, you know, you have Elisa Lamb who has a mental illness 
nobody really knows this at the time. No one's really talking about the fact that she has a mental illness. She's just like a young girl, 21, wants to like travel around, try to like figure out her life, ends up in this place. You know, incidentally, she's diagnosed bipolar one. You know, she ends up. She's Canadian. She's she was going to university. In yeah, Canada. she's yeah she's going to university in Canadian. She's um, like Chinese, like immigrant parents. You know, she's first generation. So she's like, starting her life. She's doing cool things with her life. She wants to take this trip. She wants she wants to experience life. Um, you know, she ends up mysteriously found, you know, deceased in the water tank of the hotel. You know, she disappears. Nobody can find her. Um, the last known sighting of her is this video. You can find it pretty much anywhere. YouTube um, of her in the elevator. She's, you know, she's pushing buttons. She's, like, gesturing with her hands. She's hiding. She's doing this, like, extremely mysterious behavior. And nobody can figure out what's going on with her. Um, you know, come to find out, yeah, she is diagnosed with, bipolar one which is like a pretty um it's like the worst bipolar you can have it's like bipolar with um tendencies of like hallucinations um if you hear things you see things it can it can get bad if it's not if you're not like in therapy and like have medication so but her death is so mysterious and there's so many things around it that are just they're so mysterious. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's so many synchronicities, so much, so much mysterious. Strange. Sorry, I said mysterious like 80 times. But like, it's just, it's just so strange. You know, she's this happy girl. She's ha like happy-go-lucky. She's like exploring California. She's like figuring out her life, you know. She's like doing all the sights and she ends up at this place, you know, with like, like a dark history. Like the history of this place, like, you know, like it had like a very small heyday and then it just became like a place for transients, like a place for people who, you know, like were down on their luck. But it was also like a place where people like, <clears throat> like, like came to kill themselves, um, came to like have like hook hookups with prostitutes, you know, to do drugs, to just kind of like live however you want. And like the documentary on Netflix, like really does a good job of like painting like a picture of what this place is like you know and then at some point they decide to rebrand part of it not all of it so part of it is like this this cool hostel style hotel but it's like sandwiched in the middle so this place is like 14 you know or sorry 15 stories 15 different floors obviously there's no 13th floor because that's a thing and um like it's like the first few floors are like the main residents who live there. Like then, then the next five floors, I believe is like this new cool hotel. And then above that, like I think is just hostels kind of like, kind of like hostels, but not like the nice ones. Like, but the, the crazy part is it has a shared common elevator. So there's like two elevators or so there's two elevators but like you can go up and down. So it's like a mixture, you know, like they're trying to rebrand and trying to make it cool. So this girl finds her way there, stays there. She has like roommates. She ends up having like trouble with the roommates. They're like, she's doing weird stuff. We don't really understand what she's doing. She gets moved to her own private room. And then like the day she's supposed to check out, 
you know, they can't find her and she's missing. What was the weird stuff that she was doing? They, they didn't really, I don't think they've like, I've really ever found any information as to what she was doing with the roommates. You know? No, I mean the most they never they ever, really say. The most they ever say, and we've we, me and you have both. You've watched the entire Netflix documentary. Yeah. I've only watched the first, uh, first, first episode and the, the half half of the second episode. Yeah. But you know we've listened to pod, several podcasts on this and, Videos, and different articles, yeah, everything. But like the most anybody ever says is. The hotel manager said that her roommates were complaining that she had really weird, erratic behavior, and they didn't want to. They wanted to be moved, or they didn't. They didn't want to be in the room with her, so they moved Elisa into her own room. Yeah. Right? Is that's what I? Yeah, they, she had like a private room. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then that, I feel like that's something I <laughs> I didn't know before this. Which I mean, when you watch like the videos of like. Her in the elevator, which I don't, I don't know if you're going to get there, but that's. I just watched the full video which Matt showed us tonight because I I had watched some of the uh, Netflix series too, and they showed parts of it, but they didn't really show like the whole thing that I at least from what I'd seen and oh, so, like two and a half minute. Clip yeah, it's, of, it's yeah. a really interesting clip, and it is very. I mean, I want to talk about erratic behavior, like yeah, and that's why. I, I mean, it was it's weird you're like what is she, what is she doing like yeah and if you're listening and you haven't you seen have. that pause it now and just go watch just <laughs> just go just youtube elisa lamb elevator hotel <laughs> hotel cecil cecil and you can watch it two and a half minutes and then come back welcome back welcome back <laughs> no and the the whole story is so crazy you know what i mean like it's just like it starts out, it starts out fine, and then, then you know she's calling her parents every day. Yeah, she's in. calling her parents every day. She's checking in every day. Like the last known, her last known location. So there's a bookstore called the Last Bookstore, ironically enough, and um, she buys books. She can't like take the books with her because she's like, oh, I don't know if I can carry all these. I'm, like she's buying gifts. For her family. She's buying gifts to go home. So it's like, you know, like, she wasn't, like, going there. She wasn't going there to die. She wasn't going there to die. She, you know, you know, like, she was, like, on her, like, wanted to live. And that's what's so strange is, like, that's the last time, that's the last thing she's doing. She's, like, she's doing something that would, like, like, signal to you, like, I'm going on with my life. I'm doing things. And then there's, like, a span of time. And then, like. I don't know if it's, I think it's like late at night that she's doing this stuff. And like, I think they say that she's on the 14th floor. Well, hold on. Before you go oh, any I'm farther, sorry. I'm sorry to stop you. But Aaron, didn't you say that that she did have some suicidal tendencies though? So yeah, <clears throat> at least on the episode of the Netflix documentary, they were talking about her blog and how she was. Her, this is episode three. They're talking about her Tumblr. Yeah. And where she was. It seemed it seemed like she was depressed and she was like saying stuff about like killing herself like like the fighting internet. the urge fighting the urge fighting the urge and like like very like like internal like struggle with depression and it sounds like she had like bipolar one but it, and she was just posting stuff out like out on the internet 
which I'm assuming is still out there, um, says nothing ever leaves. So yeah, um, but I didn't I didn't look it up. But that's I mean they talked about that, and so I mean it sounds like she was in a struggle. Yeah. Um, at least at some point, and I don't know if that was. The, I mean the way that episode was playing out, I wasn't sure if it was like when she was at the hotel when she was posting that stuff or was it like another time in her life but it i think it was like from an earlier t- i think it's when yeah. she was still home that she had like she went through like a span of like a like a dark depression because like you know when you're bipolar you have mania and then you have depression and they they can like and then and then you actually have this like middle ground where you're kind of both yeah just that wasn't totally clear from the documentary, yeah. but which maybe was. I think purpose. it was earlier on that she had this, and I think that she was taking that trip to kind of like clear clear her mind, and... like explore new things, you know, try something new. You know, she was. You, you could know. also be struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts, even, and still want to live, but you're just trying to battle that yeah. stuff. And so. So it sounded like, she, at least from like the stuff, because they were like listing her like posts out like word yeah. for word, and it was pretty dark like she was in a dark place she was yeah. she was struggling but the posts while she was there were not and that's what made people be like the, the yeah. mystery of it is yeah. like what what happened there and like i don't know there's so many synchronicities but like to me i find it strange that someone who is struggling with that kind of thing ends up in a place that like I, I guess at one point I think it was like the 80s like they literally like they stopped like people like it had the nickname they called it the suicide like they called the hotel the suicide because so many people and even in the documentary the lady would say like 80 people a year died there <laughs> like she would find well, like there was, people a year and there was that the guy the Aust- Austrian oh right? yeah the Austrian like serial rapist and killer that yeah. like and Richard Ramirez the, was the arrested stalker. in Austria or wherever, and then like came to California, to the got, Cecil. got out of prison, like and was there and like, like living there and like, well, and he raping was raping and killing women basically. And, and one of the sources I read is that he, he was like a fan of Richard Ramirez, who is the Night Stalker in LA, the famous serial killer, who also happened to stay at the Cecil Hotel. Really, the Night yeah. Stalker. Did? And then, like, they've traced it back to even, like, you guys have heard of, like, the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. She was found, like, she was, um, she was at the bar in the Cecil Hotel drinking. <laughs> like, so, like, you know, there's so much, like, negative energy. Negative en- Like, it was just like a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a lightning rod for negative energy. It really was. You know, and, like, you know, Richard Ramirez was, like, like a satanist like an extremely heavy satanist but like even before he got there you know what i mean like during the great depression a lot of people you know committed suicide and like a lot of people there did and so it's just like how did this girl who had these things was she drawn to that place was she drawn to like the rebranding of this place how did she end up there well my take is that my thought was was that you know okay the people that stayed at the cecil hotel or hotel cecil however they say it they were either it was a mixture of people who like couldn't because of background checks couldn't live in a normal apartment or get a house or something like that so they had to go to someplace cheap 
that they could live but not have the background checks and everything. Right. The Cecil Hotel was that. But also there's a lot of foreign people who would just want to go to L.A. and they're like, oh, this place is cheap. Let's right. go there. So there's a lot of foreign people, and I would I would put Elisa Lamb in that category because she's. Imagine if like you were going to, L.A. and you didn't know anything about the Cecil Hotel, and you're literally just going through, you know, like, uh, Travelocity or something like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, this place is eighty five dollars, and it's in, it's in L.A. Yeah. You know, like, and it was rebranded as something else. Yeah, dude. And if you go to the if you go to the website, it doesn't look sketchy at all. No. Like, what the was website the, what looks was the cool. other one called? The what was the the good hotel version? The good hotel? Yeah. The what rebranded did, version. What was the rebranded section? Oh, I don't section? remember. I don't remember. All right. Oh, it had a different name? Yeah. Oh, dang it. But if you go to, like, Hotel Cecil, even, Cecil's. like, today, like, like if, like, I went on the website last night, and it looks cool. So, I mean, if you're, like, 85 bucks a night and it looks pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to stay there. Why not stay there? Right. But I mean, if you, but if you're from LA or you know anything about it, you're like, dude, that's on Skid Row. Yeah. Like, that place is not. But like, you know, it looks nice on right. the website. It's eighty-five bucks a night. You know, that's buyer beware. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, so it's just interesting that she was drawn to this place. I don't know, and then, like, the whole, you know, like. They kind of the documentary walks you through, kind of like the investigative process of, you know, she's dis you know first it's a disappearance, you know, then they find her like nineteen days yeah nineteen later. days later, and the reason they find her, if you're grossed out easily, here it comes, warning, um, because the water is dark, and has a bad smell. And they're like, people are complaining about this. So then this janitor, this poor custodian guy, goes up there to check the water supply. And he finds, you know, this young Asian woman floating face up, completely naked, in a tank of water. You know? And I listened to another podcast about it today. And they said that he that he had been looking for, like he was like constant, like he was looking for her too. And I think that he's, he kind of like, like made mention that like, he kind of thought that maybe that's what was wrong. <laughs> like he kind of knew like what he was going to find. Like he didn't say that in the documentary, but like another source of it, like he was kind of like in his mind, like he was like, maybe well, that's probably where she was. Yeah. I mean, if you're in his position where you're like, I mean, that was like a big story. Like oh, yeah. when it happened, that's especially out there. They had been combing every room, yeah. every closet. And that was like his, like he was there, like that was his daily job. Right. So he was very like, you know, involved in that. So, yeah. I mean, that people have intuitions. and Yeah. And he kind of, like I said, they mentioned that in like a different, different podcast. But, um, so yeah, so we've all seen, we've all seen the video. And we all kind of like know the story a little bit. What do you think? What do you think was happening? Like, what do you think was going on? Because like the video is I don't know. like There's, super scary. <laughs> the, I feel like if anybody is gonna like is interested in this story or like you have to watch that video because like I didn't watch that video before <laughs> until like right before this podcast. Maybe like it changed 
like my opinion of it because yeah. I feel like it was the the documentary was kind of focusing on like people and like somebody else had to be involved and like yeah but then when you watch the the video like I almost and this is just like my opinion like I felt like there was like something going on with her yeah like that that was my my my, like my first though? my first intuition was that she's not okay she's not okay and she's she's having some sort of this is just my intuition was that she was having like like a psychological breakdown yeah and i why i don't know like i can't speak to that but like yeah the fact that like when you watch her walk into the elevator and just start tapping like all the buttons down the middle and they so first of all let me like clarify that they found like absolutely no drugs in her body because that was like the first thing you think of is like maybe she's on drugs but they did they found nothing like in the, the toxicology report right yeah so you walk her you watch her walk into the elevator and just start tapping like the buttons down the middle and you're like like who does that like when you walk in the elevator you like pick a fl- you pick a floor and you hit it and it was just it was strange and then she kind of like it was like almost like she was like it was like a paranoid like schizophrenia almost yeah. like is what it kind of like looked like t- to me and it's like you you could tell that like because yeah they suggested so they like so just real quick they did you know like the autopsy and they had to do like an extremely like like head to toe autopsy and they did like a rape like you know like a rape kit because yeah. she was naked she was not sexually assaulted she had no like any sort of like markings on her body that would suggest foul play um i mean the odd part was she was like naked and like her clothes were in the tank with her yeah so if you were like hiding somebody and then like they kind of like the guy he walks through like the corner in the in the like the documentary is really cool because he like explains yeah. so much and he was just like you know like this is like february in la and like it's still kind of cold there so he said that like people who start to suffer from hypothermia start to take their clothes off really yeah and so they say that like you know that's happening and then like they kind of like go and like detail like the whole area and like for one there's like one locked door but you have access to the roof through the fire escape and that fire escape is 15 floor you know it just goes all the way down to the you know the ground obviously doesn't go go yeah. to the ground but you know but but you have access but you have access to it to the roof so she could have done that but like how would she know to do that is my question how would she know to get on the roof find this water these four water tanks and get in them like it it was like how would she know you know what led her there you know like they suggested that like maybe someone was chasing her you know like they say that like the way she's gesturing on the video is like maybe she was like referent like talking to somebody but like i don't like i don't like think she was like i think whatever she was like like experiencing like i don't know that we could ever really know you know because what she was seeing through her eyes was not what any camera could have caught i don't think yeah she's like you know, I th- think that she like. It's like she's like reaching out, and, like touching. Yeah, her, like, she's somebody like, or move, something. Or... Yeah, she does these weird hand movements. Like she's like 
It's like she's like I don't know, like she's like moving through something, like she's seeing something in front of That's her. That's why you like my first instinct was like she's totally like on something. Yeah, yeah. But she wasn't. No. Like apparently like they they confirmed. They that found no drugs except her drugs, but they did find you know what they did find with her drugs is like she had a, she was taking, and lower doses than like they found like a lower dose of what like in her system than like what she was prescribed so she wasn't taking her full amount of medicine oh okay mm. yeah the first time i <clears throat> the first time i saw it i i thought like i got like a weird spiritual vibe i'm like man it seems like she's like possessed yeah give me like a really creepy vibe and then the second time i watched it i was like okay i'm gonna try to like not use that prejudice to like watch this video i'm gonna try to like just watch it like just you know without prejudice as much as i can and i'm like man she seems like she's on like acid or something like she's like man like moving through this yeah. like cloud bro and just like whatever trying to like like uh am i re am i touching something am i not and then like but then once you told me there I, you jogged my memory that she didn't have any drugs in her system from the toxicology report i'm, I'm I think through talking to you, I'm like, oh, she definitely was going through a bipolar episode right. of some sort. But then, like, well, you know, we've talked often on the podcast about how, like, um, you know, spiritual forces can can affect people, especially if they have mental illnesses, can yeah. can cause them to do harm to themselves, to um, to to just act even more abnormally than right. than it than they would with without that influence. Yeah. And well, and I think this story always sticks with me just because like, you know, Lillian, my wife, did her podcast and she's bipolar one. And I remember just some of the stuff that like we went through and the things that she saw and experienced. Like sometimes she wouldn't even remember she would not even remember the things she said to me. And, you know, she was saying, you know, like we talked about this and she's like, you know, like, like you've got all these like stress is like one thing that like people with bipolar do not handle well, you know, stress change, like any sort of like fluctuation where they're like interrupted, it like can cause you to go like up or down, you know, and this, you know, this poor girl, Elisa's like, She's on Skid Row. She's in a hotel that's like literally known for like every bad thing you can possibly think of. And like you've got these elevators that you're like, you're with anybody. It could be anybody. And you have to walk through, you know, like the Skid Row to get there. Like it's right around the corner. So like she's like already like, you know, she's on her own. She's doing stuff by herself. Sorry, which is on her own. But like she's like got all these extra stressors, you know going on and she's well, not taking her full doses of medicine well, and did you guys say she's about to go back to canada then too like the neck was it the next yeah day? she was supposed to check out i mean to me like that's that's like a a change right like she yeah. i'm sorry i'm learning about stuff as we're talking you're here fine. but like if if you're like you you know are depressed and you kind of take this trip yeah to kind of like maybe find yourself or trying to you know just put yourself out there and go visit like travel yeah and then you're like going back and like i don't know what she's going back to but that can be to me like that may be a trigger too yeah like if you're going back into like some situation that you're not 
comfortable yeah. where obviously she was depressed like in yeah. Canada. Well, and the thing about it is like with when you have bipolar, like you can just be depressed and it's not like, you know, like if you just have, you know, like if you don't have, you know, the mental illness, you, you know, you might get depressed, but you come out of it where it could be anything that triggers their depression and they could just be, de- they could just wake up one day and be like severely depressed, Yeah, you know? And so then you've got all these things happening. Then you've got the video. Then she disappears and like they can't find her at all. You know, they've got police dogs, they've got detectives, they've got the whole, like, everybody looking for this girl, they can't find her. You know, and, and like, they even had the police dogs on the roof and they couldn't find it. Like, they, they traced it to, like, a window, and that was it. You know, and they look on the roof and there's no scent. There's nothing up there. You know, and then you've got, like, this, the, the where they found her was also strange because, like, you know, you've got, like, this, it's like a U-shaped roof, roof. And, like, on the, like, you know, the longest part in the middle, you know, the cur- not the curve of the U, but the straight part of the U, mm-hmm. is, like, another, like, section that goes up. And you have, to t- you have to climb, like, another ladder to get up to there. And then you've got, like, the tanks right next to that. And these tanks are huge. You know, they're, they're tall. And you can't just climb up there. You have to be, like, you'd, you'd have to, like, climb up the little, like, side part and then, like, jump onto the tank and then get into the tank. Or you'd have to have some sort of ladder to get onto the tank. And they said that the tanks, like, two of the tanks were open and two of them had lids. But these lids were really heavy. And they, when they found her, like, at first they thought the lids were closed and they couldn't figure that out. Like, somebody, some, I don't know, there was, like, misinformation. But the truth is, like, the lid was open. So it was just wide open, you know? And so, like, how she got in those tanks is, like, the mystery, you know? Like, nobody could have put her in those tanks. Nobody would have had, like, the physical strength. I mean, maybe somebody would have had the physical strength to, like, climb up there and, like, place her in there. But she had no marks on her whatsoever, which sort of indicates she got in there herself, willingly. Somebody lead her up there, like Satan leading Jesus up for the temptation or whatever? Maybe. And and that's what, like, makes me... jump in there. That's what makes me think that, like, whatever she was seeing wasn't what it was because nobody in their right mind would just jump into a water tank you know you know maybe it was like a bunch of teens like goof around and be like oh, let's get in there but like you know like a like a person by themselves wouldn't like how would she know where they are how would she know to get on the roof how is she like like led up like like how would she even know to do that how would you even know how to get in the fire escape to go up there right exactly like i wouldn't know to do that kind of stuff like i mean like she was it's not like she like lived there and knew like the whole layout so like you know they they eventually rule it as an accidental drowning because i mean you know lots of people had there's no evidence of foul play there's no evidence of foul play there's like there's no suicide note there's nothing it's like it just it was like a random act kind of like but like that's what i'm saying is like what what led her there was whatever she was seeing and whatever visions she was seeing did it lead her there what did she think she was doing you know those are the kind of questions that like run through my mind and we'll probably never know (laughs) exactly and that's the hard part and i think that's the reason it's like been such a popular uh subject yeah it's it's 
and truly so like intriguing because yeah, the internet has blown up yeah over this i mean prior to the netflix yeah special and then you ha- and then on top of that so you have like you know the people who have been following the story on the internet and they are like tracking every source you know what i mean like dude like I don't know. Have you watched? There's another documentary called "Don't F with Cats" on Netflix. Nora has. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I heard it's. Well, it's good. At, but it's I mean, like the, the ending's good. The ending's good. But the web these there's like web sleuths out there. You know what I mean? Like, and they like they kind of do a better job than like, you know, they're so committed. Yeah, they caught yeah. the dude. Yeah, they caught the dude. And like with a with Elisa's story, like people have like. I mean, scoured everything they could possibly, like even down to like going to the place. And what they started finding out is there's all these weird synchronicities that have to do with her. Um, I don't know, Matt. I wrote the them all down. Ma- oh, oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can mention that one. There's four. Yeah. yeah. So there there's was four. Yeah, there was a couple. Like one of them was the tuberculosis. There was like a an outbreak of some an odd strain of like tuberculosis right around the time of her death and the test that they were giving to people to like test for this new strain was called what was it called like this the lamb dash elisa 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 so her name so how weird like (laughs) i mean that's just yeah like any like sleuth on the internet is gonna think like any like me when I heard that I was like that is that's too weird really odd like that's too weird and the in the and the spelling is exactly the same yeah and then there was another one too where the bookstore that on their website if you go to like their I forget what it was but if you cl- like clicked on like their like it's like their their location they're like yeah the like PO when box you, when you look at the, like the information about the website. And you click on like the zip code somehow tied to that website, like in Google Map it, it brought you. And this was weird too, because it brought you like. So weird. It brought you like direct, like you Google Map it, and then like the red pin, you know, on like Google Maps when you do it, brought you to like Canada, wherever, whatever the city was in Canada, where in British Columbia, where like her grave is. Like the, the red it's her grave. mark. Is in the cemetery where she's buried. And that's and the you, last bookstore where she was that, last seen. Yeah, it was like their, like the zip code that was tied to it somehow. How does that make sense? A bookstore in L.A. The zip code for the domain is in the cemetery where she's buried. Crazy. That's that makes really no crazy. sense. What and, were some of the other ones? Yeah. So the there was so there was that one. And then there was the, <clears throat> the tuberculosis thing. She went to a school that was very oh yeah, um, respected for its tuberculosis studies, and the studies seemed to be named after her. And she, but she didn't have tuberculosis in her system, right? No, that was another thing. It's like they thought that she would be tested. Yeah, there was like a conspiracy that like she was like sent to infect. Like the homeless population, to like LA. To, of, of LA with tuberculosis because there's a huge outbreak there and in the hotel. But she, there was no traces of that found on her body. And there's this, there's this uh, heavy metal 
artist named Morbid. Um, I think his actual name is Pablo Vergara. He's a death metal musician, and he has he had a, all my workout playlists. <laughs> and he he was a uh, he stayed at the Cecil Hotel and like a year before her drowning. Uh, he wrote a song about someone drowning and posted a video about the Hotel Cecil and also has songs about, you know, people getting killed and uh, chasing a girl and murdering her. And so the internet kind of ruined that dude's life. Yeah. He, like, doesn't do it anymore. He doesn't do it anymore because they, they flagged his account so many times that everyone shut him down. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of stupid. Like... I don't know. I, I thought that was the dumbest the dumbest one. So that was number three. And then number four is the movie Dark Water. And you can talk more about this if you want. Oh, yeah. This this is like the creepiest synchronicity. So I need to watch that. I have not seen that movie. I'm like nervous to watch it now. But like... It was Japanese, right? Yeah, it was a, it was a Japanese movie that they remade into an American movie. You know, like Ring, they did that. Yeah, but, the Japanese movie was like in 2005 and they remade it like five years later in like 2010, Jennifer, which was like a... Yeah. Right? Yeah, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly and uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, so it's like this movie is like this mom and the daughter, like I've not seen it, so I just know that this mom and a daughter move into this like new apartment and then like they start noticing like, you know, weird things happening and like the water is like dark and gross and stuff and then like like somehow the little girl falls into the water tank but so in the in the movie the little girl climbs up to the roof and falls in the water tank and i think they find her dead maybe i don't know spoiler alert maybe not i don't know but she's but she's wearing like a red raincoat and in the video of elisa lamb she's wearing a red hoodie (laughs) And then she also falls into this water tank, and the way they discover that she's in there is because all the water is black from decay and stuff, obviously. And so there's just these crazy synchronicities, you know. Also, I mean, this this is when I came up with on my own. I don't know if this is good. Or not. This is a good one or not. But like, she was really obsessed with like the Great Gatsby. She loved the Great Gatsby, and like at the end of that, that's how he dies. Is he dies in a pool, but he's shot. So that's different, I suppose. But so you've got all these like weird things surrounding this this girl's story, and you're just like, how did she get up there? Yeah, the dark water one, like all, if you boil it down to the basic elements of the story, it's exactly like Elisa Lamb. It's it's her story. Yeah. It's literally like her story. Yeah, and they in the down to what she's Netflix. wearing documentary they kind of were showing like some of the ele- the elevator scene like because they had the, like the little girl in the elevator yeah and Lisa Lamb and it looked like I mean it was like eerily like similar with the red coat and that was, like, yeah just just like too much coincidence you know like synchronicity if you start to study synchronicity you find that it's not it's not an accident you know these things are happening on purpose for some other reason I watched or I listened to something about synchronicity like a long time ago and they actually like referenced like Albert Einstein. He kind of like was the first one to like talk about the synchronicities of life and he just said, you know, like, you know, like coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous is what he said. 
So I don't know why there's so many synchronicities with this with this with this situation and this girl, and like there's so much tragedy, you know, because this is someone's like kid. This is maybe it's like not friend. Yeah. and maybe it's not just God's way of being anonymous. Maybe it's like <laughs> a darker power's like, way yeah, of being anonymous, right? And like, you know, if you were somebody who was suffering with a mental illness like that and had suicidal thoughts how did you end up in a place where it's just like so like prevalent and so dark you know what i mean how did you get there were you drawn there did you go there on purpose like what were you thinking like what was you thinking you know like what was going on you know like what do you guys think i asked like 14 questions sorry I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know either. I mean, I I think, I think ultimately, um, she had bipolar one, and we know that's a real thing. And I think she was probably going through an episode because that happens. And also, she wasn't on her full dose of medication. Right. And then I also believe, as Lillian, your wife, talked about in her episode, that you can be you're spiritually vulnerable right when you're in these weakened mm-hmm. states yeah and if you believe that you have an that we have an enemy um which we believe as christians we have an enemy who has no mercy and wants to take advantage of people in weakened states then it's fully reasonable for me to believe that and some sort of evil spiritual power influenced her to essentially commit suicide, you know, and that's, that's a really crude, um, rough, you know, like rough cut way of, of describing how I feel. But I mean, yeah. to me, that's like the only thing that really makes sense. Cause I don't, there's no evidence to sh- say that she was murdered. Yeah. You know, there's no evidence to say that she was, you know, sexually molested and then murdered. There's, there's no evidence to say she was on drugs. But there is evidence that she was bipolar because she was bipolar one. And and I I think that that's where I land. Yeah. And where do you guys land? I I agree with you, Matt. Like that's exactly what I would yeah. say. But like to me, like I don't think she meant to kill herself. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think it was suicide, to be Sorry, honest. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to. I, no, I, I know. I, that's a label you put on Well, it. yeah, I mean, like, like, because they, like I said, the coroner's labeled it an accidental drowning, which I fully believe. Like, I fully believe that whatever she was seeing, like, if you could, like, see through her eyes and see exactly what she was seeing, like, I don't think she thought she was going to her death. Maybe at some point she realized that. Hopefully not. Hopefully it was just, like, peaceful and she didn't feel something terrible you know because you wouldn't wish that on anybody well and i think the fact that she was like buying books to like take home to like her yeah there was no signs that it was like i want to die here i didn't come here to die it's not like but like they did say that like she wasn't like she did stop like 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 checking um, in with checking with her parents and this is something i heard on a different podcast this is where they don't talk about us in the documentary is that um she was still posting after she disappeared. Oh yeah. Like they set like she like I guess on Tumblr you can set it to like post certain things for a certain amount of time. 
So, I mean, that kind of tells me, like, she may have known. Hmm. A little bit. But, on the like flip she was side scared. Of, maybe, yeah. But also, you know, from uh, Lillian's podcast, like, people with bipolar, like, lose time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, she'll talk about how she just, like, practiced for, like, ten hours, and it felt like it was, like, an hour. Oh, yeah. You know, pra- practice piano, because she was a piano performance oh, yeah. major. And she, you know, so, like, you could also see how someone with that disorder may have forgot to call her parents, because maybe it felt like it was, like, a couple hours. Like, she actually, didn't know. Like, yeah, she didn't know. Because, like, the video, like, I just keep going back to the video, and I just, I feel like, in the video, she didn't look super, I mean, it's kind of grainy, so you can't really tell. But, like, she didn't look super panicked. She looked like whatever she was doing, like, it was almost like, like she was messing with something. She looked, yeah, she kind of goes in and out of, like, sometimes, sometimes yeah, she, she looked She looked of, a little panicked. At yeah. some point. There was when some she point, was hiding in the corner of the elevator, that was, like. But for, like, a the, second. Yeah. But, and, but then was, she jumped, but, she, like, jumps why would out. Any, but why would anybody do that? Yeah. Well, she was like looking back and forth a lot. Like so. looking like, but she didn't like. That looks panicky to me. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But then she was like, like jumping out, jumping in, like moving weird. Like it looked like she She's was. not like, a normal state of mind. No. no. And like they have, I mean, in bipolar, like, um, you can be manic, you can be depressive, but there's also like a thing where you can cycle. They call it cycling, where you like cycle through multiple emotions at once. Hmm. Where it's like your mind is just like, boom, 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 boom. and that's what it looked like she was doing. Like she was like in a, like a spiral of just like, yeah, I can see that, whatever yeah. you know. But like like those hand movements, I always think about the hand movements. Yeah, they were very like, I don't know. That's not normal stuff that people do. It isn't hands. normal stuff that people do, and like it just it almost looked like she was like casting a spell or something strange. Yeah, I don't like know. if I if I'm talking to you, I'm. Moving you're gesturing, like, yeah, yeah, like not like an Italian, but like kind of like normal hand gestures, not like move, twisting them and like, uh, yeah, like it looked like, like stuff you see on like movies like The Ring or like not not I haven't even seen The Ring, but like weird yeah. stuff that possessed people do. That's like what it looked like, or people that are on drugs, right? It, that's like the kind of movements they weren't normal. People hand who movements. are not in control of their own body, yeah. and she did not look in control. Yeah. That was brought not a paid spot. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> brought to you by Benson. So. I thought my volume was up. That's all right. I was going to watch the Liza. You going to watch it again? Video again? Yeah, the video is just talking. like so haunting, man. But anyway, so yeah. So there we go. We've kind of laid it out. Anybody is a tragedy. A tragedy and just like full of mystery. And multiple people have like looked into it. They've read it. They've watched it, they've explored it, and there's just, there's no explanation. And even the video, they said, what had, like, the timestamp was screwed up, and then there's, like, a part at the end where the elevator closes, but it doesn't close, like, it's not a continuous closing, like, it's like the video was chopped up, too. So the video was screwed up as well. So there's just so many things with this case that just don't really make sense, but, like, the they had like fourteen cops on it, yeah. and then a, all of a sudden, this other big like cop killer story happened where this guy was, and then they cut the force down to two looking yeah. for Elisa, looking for. and so or four it was a four, two two guys, 
So that was unfortunate, too. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know. We don't know. We really don't. I mean, like, I think pretty much nobody really knows. And, like, my personal conclusion, my personal thoughts are something influenced her to do what she did. And I think that really the only way that anyone would ever know what happened is if you could see through her eyes, which is not possible. And, like, whatever she was seeing, whatever she was going through, directed her to the roof and into those tanks. And I think that's I personally, but that's just my own conclusion. Yeah. Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it is spiritual. Anybody else? I think we all agree. I think we all agree. Yeah. Well, any final thought? Do we have a final thought? Not really. I just think it was pretty fun to talk about some, some popular topics of, the day there's right now we're watching elisa do those weird hands yeah the move hand man i just can't stop watching that video yeah, all right guys dude. well thank you for listening to us hopefully somebody found this interesting i'm sure that like there's a lot of like podcasts about this and information out there but i don't know do your own digging and try to figure out what you can and comment on our post let us know your theory yeah let us know your theory tell me what you think what you think happened and um, definitely watch the documentary. Check out Yes Theory and figure out why these haunted places. Figure out the, the ultimate question. Did the evil start it or did the evil influence it? Thanks again to all of the, the crew from Maybe It's Spiritual for discussing, um, I don't know, some really heavy topics tonight and trying to figure out what's happening in the world and figuring out if it's spiritual or not and i think we all know it partly is um yeah you can find us on apple podcast you can find us on spotify we have an instagram we have a a tiktok maybe it's spiritual we throw some like commercials on there so um yeah come check us out we also have a gmail um if you have a story that you want to tell we want to hear your story so um, if you want to be on the podcast, you can email us. Um, maybe it's spiritual at gmail.com or Instagram. If you find us on there, you can send me a, um, a DM on there. TikTok, you can send me a DM. So we're on there. It's all under Maybe It's Spiritual. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time.